safe and legitimate pharmacies online by looking for Dot Pharmacy in a web address. Learn more at safe.pharmacy. A public service from the National Association of Boards of Pharmacy. Shalom. Please listen to Shakur Hakol Ivrit, the Hebrew Voice broadcast, every Shabbat, Saturday at 12 to 1 p.m. here on Rejoice. Shalom. We are Rejoice. W-R-E-J, Richmond, W-267-CB, Richmond. Thank you for listening. Here's your AccuWeather forecast on Rejoice 101.3. Mostly sunny today, a beautiful start to the weekend, high 81. Clear tonight with a low of 63. Warm tomorrow with plenty of sunshine, high 89. Mainly clear tomorrow night, low 69. Mostly sunny and warm on Monday with a high of 93. Play with confidence and download the Redesign AccuWeather app today. For AccuWeather on Rejoice 101.3, I'm Alexa Weisberg. If anyone asks, you're listening to Rejoice, WREJ, Richmond, 101.3 FM, 990 AM. Hi, this is Tammy Mobley. I am a survivor of domestic violence. My personal mission is to educate and inform people about the red flags in an unhealthy relationship and the effects of domestic violence. This show, we will also talk about life challenges, incarceration, health scares, factors of racism, and much more. Let's start surviving today. Welcome to Beyond Surviving with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. I am your host, domestic violence survivor and advocate, certified empowerment and relationship coach. September is Suicide Awareness Month, and our guest this morning's son died by suicide in August of 2019. Her name is Lynn Brooks-Lewis. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Right after this commercial break, while we meet our guests. Hi, I'm Mama Shells of Mama Shells Cafe, home of the Soul Rolls, located at 10811 Hall Street Road. Give us a call at 804-912-1644 or order online at mamashells.com. Ask us about our off-site catering options. We also offer online ordering through Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash. Follow us on social media at Mama Shells Cafe. That's Mama Shells. We're Seoul, south of the James. Welcome back to Beyond Surviving with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. According to the Department of Health and Human Services, in 2019, suicide was the second leading cause of death for blacks or African Americans ages 15 to 24 years old. Our guest this morning, Lynn Brooks Lewis, lost her son to suicide in August of 2019. Good morning, Lynn. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Tammy, and thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. First, my condolences to you. Um, I know it's Suicide Awareness Month, so we're going to go through some questions. But feel free, if you need a time to pause or anything, um, because we know it is emotional. So before we go into um, anything, tell us about your son. What was his name, like your relationship sure. with him? My, my son's name was Daniel Brooks Lewis, and he was my favorite child. <laughs> he would say, my, he was actually my only child. Uh-huh. So he would say, when I say, you're my favorite man, child, he was, Ma, I'm your only child. <laughs> but we had a great relationship, uh, his dad and, and him and I. We were, we were a happy family. And Daniel was 30 when he left, but he was still my baby boy. Tell, us, uh, um, tell me about a favorite memory like growing up. Oh, there are so many. One of the things I remember is that, when Daniel died, he was a firefighter for the city of Richmond. 
But growing up, Daniel did not like loud noises. He did not like fire. He never played with matches or anything like that. So it was a joke that he grew up to be a professional firefighter. That was just one of the many memories that I have that we talk about sometimes. Okay. Thank thank you for sharing um, that. So um, did your son experience depression prior? Did you know of any symptoms that he had prior to committing That's suicide? the funny thing, Tammy, with Daniel's death. We were not aware that he was dealing with any depression. He did not have any episodes that we knew of. And of course, he lived on his own. He was not in our home. Um, there, He was dealing with a situation that he appeared to have been handling well, moving right along through the, the discourse of that. But no, he did not seem to be depressed. Good. And as a mother, you know, especially your only child, I know that you are very close. So you probably was very in tune to everything that was going on with him. Right. So for you not even to know that it just um, is eye opening to everyone because people think that people are depressed. They're looking a certain way, you know, or acting a certain way. But you said he was still going through life, right, being a firefighter and everything. That's correct. Uh, I, I was in tune. And the last times that I saw him. We talked, and everything seemed to have been fine. Even talking to his friends that he was closest to, he no one had any idea that he was dealing with anything to that magnitude. And who knows? Maybe he wasn't. I, we don't know. We, I, I'm making an assumption that he was depressed. What it was about, I don't know and may never know, but... Nobody knew. Wow. Whatever was going on, Daniel kept it close. He he kept it to himself. Thank you. I'm going to just turn to my board um, real quickly. Um, Ken Harvey said, uh, mothers and their boys love it. Um, Ken Harvey said again, God be with us this morning. Clarence, good morning. Thank you for sharing your story. Dr. V is also saying um, good morning. So how has your life been? Because I didn't know it was your only child. Um, also, how has your life been since his passing? My life, of course, has been different mm -hmm. because I don't have him. But it's also, and it's been different because I have become more empathetic, I think. I am an empathetic person, but I've become more empathetic toward persons who I are experiencing emotional stress or emotional challenges that I know of. Before Daniel's death, my thought process was the people who die by suicide, oh, they are weak and they don't care about the people that they are going to leave behind and those types of things. But since then, I my mindset has changed behind suicide death and that they must be really strong to make that decision. The other thing that I've come to know is when a person gets to that point that they are just checking out, that their mind is different, they, their whole thought process. And I don't know the medical terms and the technical terms, but something happens in the brain. And so it's not about what they are doing to us, 
that they're leaving behind, but it's what happened in their brain at that time that they said, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. And you're exactly right, because um, not until um, my ex-husband, you know, he died by suicide as well. And then when he died, you know, I would hear, oh, that was a selfish act. Right. And at that time, that's what exactly what I thought right. also. I was like, oh, you're selfish to leave, you know, your kids behind. But now that I know, like you were saying, just being more educated, you know, it's like they're just trying to get rid of that pain. And right. that's the only way that they thought that they were able to get rid of that pain. So thank you for sharing that. Because I also know when you wrote um, in, you said... Um, his choice did not, you did not allow his death to become your life. What did you mean by that? What I mean by that is about nine months after his death, it was actually his birthday weekend and we were away. And I woke up that morning and I decided his death is not going to, <clears throat> excuse me, be my life. It's, it's always going to be a part of my life. But it's not, I'm still going to move forward. I'm going to move forward carrying this burden of his death. But it's not going to be my, it's not going to consume me. It's not mm -hmm. going to consume me. And that's a choice that I made because I could not live healthy with carrying that burden of it consuming me every single day. And yes, I carry it with me, but I'm living, I'm living, mm -hmm. I'm moving forward. That's a, you're a very strong, I have a family member um, and her son um, died by illness. And I spoke to her yesterday, it was nine months since he's passed and she's still having a hard time. Mm -hmm. So just to hear you say that um, you're, I know you're grieving, but oh, you're moving yeah. forward yeah. healthy because being in that place was not healthy for you. Correct. So that has to be, and that's really strong of you um, as well. I do have a question um, in here. Um, what has helped you to move forward from your son's past? And you said you moved. So what are things that has helped you? So some of the things that helps me to move forward is I, I own my present state. Whatever is going on some days is really, really hard. And if it's one of those days, I say it's hard. I'm having a hard time. If it's if I'm not, then I don't act like it is. I'm I'm okay with being happy, though my my heart is broken mm -hmm. because of it. But I'm okay with being happy. Um, I have accepted the fact that I was the best mother that I knew how to be. He know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I loved, loved, loved him. And so those are some, that's one thing that helps me to keep moving. I allow other people in. If people want to do something for me, take me someplace, I'll allow them in. I talk about him I, right here today because I believe what happened to me, what happened to my husband and our family, it will our sharing our story will help someone else, just like whomever asked that question. And then on top of that, my faith. You know, sometimes when tra trauma happens, people turn from their faith. They get mad at God. And yes, I had questions like, why, why, this happened? why did this happen to my child? Um, he was a good man. 
But at the same time, if I am who I say I am in Christ as a Christian woman, then I got to trust. And that does not mean that I'm perfect. That does not mean that I don't have questions, that I don't sometimes get um, angry about it. But it helps me to move. It helps me to move forward. And connecting with other, specifically other mothers, staying connected with some of the mothers who I met in my support group, um, being okay with having therapy. I called, I was with a personal therapist for a year and a half. I called her my paid friend. I was okay with that. I didn't have a problem telling people, yep, I'm meeting with my therapist today. So those are some of the things that keep me moving forward. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it. That was um, really because I was going to even ask, you know, about that as well, like therapy and if you've gone to um, to counseling and things like that. Once again, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Beyond Survivor with Tammy, where we recognize, empower and support survivors. I guess this morning is Lynn Brooks Lewis, whose son b- died by suicide in August 2019. September is Suicide Awareness Month. If you or someone you know is in an emergency, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 273 talk 1-800-273-8255 or call 911 immediately so lynn you also stated when you um wrote in that your son was missing for six days prior to being found what was like what was that like for you it now that seemed like forever so we received a phone call on monday july 29th 2019 that Daniel did not show up for work, and that was really unlike him. We did not know where he was. We did not hear from him. No one that we know of to this day heard from Daniel from that day hence. We, he was actually living in Newport News at the time, but still driving to Richmond to work. Mm-hmm. We went to Newport News searched his apartment, everything was, it just looked like he had just left, just gone out for the evening. And a couple of times the the detective thought that they may have known where he was because of pinging his phone. And then after a few days, his phone was turned off. He turned his phone off. And at that point, I came to grips with, okay, He just needs a break. He doesn't want to talk. He doesn't want to talk to anybody, so he's just taking a break. And so that was Monday. So that whole week, we did not hear from Daniel. We didn't have any idea where, really where he was, uh, because nobody actually saw him. Were you calling his phone? Just was it answering? Oh, we were calling the phone, texting the phone, sending him emails, just nothing. Mm -hmm. And when we got his phone back, Uh, After he had passed away, there were, I don't know how many text messages and missed phone calls that, I mean, friends, coworkers, family members just calling, calling, calling. And we did not hear from Daniel that whole week. We had no idea where he was. But I didn't, I did not think that he wasn't coming back. I just kept saying, he's going to, he just needed a break. He just needed to get away. He's going to either call us or show up or contact some of his friends. And that didn't happen. We did not know anything until Sunday, August 4th, 10 p.m., Sunday night. 
we were getting ready for bed and our doorbell rung, which wasn't totally unreasonable because occasionally somebody would stop by unannounced. And when my husband went downstairs and answered the phone, I mean, excuse me, answered the door, um, and then he called me. He said, Lynn, you need to come down here. And when I got to the top of the steps there, he was with five officers. Mm -hmm. And that's when we knew. So they came to tell us that our son had been found dead in Charlotte, North Carolina. Wow. And I went into motherly mode, taking care of, okay, I got to First of all, I kept questioning the detective, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure it's my son? I must have asked that man that 10 times. And he kept saying yes, because we have filed missing report, uh, person's report, and he had some distinguishing tattoos, one on either um, arm, and, and his stuff was with him. His, his iPad, his, all of his identification stuff was with him when he was found. And that's the first we had heard from, from him. And then, of course, because he was found out of state, we had to wait another few days for his body to get back to Richmond. Mm -hmm. And so from July 29th through August 13th, which was the day that we funeralized him, that was a long, long, long two weeks. I can only imagine. Like, I, my heart goes out to you. Um, did Was there ever a time in between that he, he didn't call for a couple of days, nothing um, that you didn't hear from him? So well, you wouldn't think anything it off wasn't, anyway? It wasn't um, odd that we didn't hear from him specifically right. because he was working and you, you're probably— and he's 30 years old. Yeah, he's right. 30 yeah. years old. He's been gone from right. home. But it's odd for none of his friends. Somebody always hear, heard from him. Um, he worked with a couple of his friends, firefighters. They worked together in Richmond. So they, they were, he was always in contact with someone, not necessarily me or my husband, but he never, and, and he always responded. It may have been the next day, but that was not out of the norm for him to not respond to us that same day. And even that Sunday, it was a Sunday morning before he left on Monday that we text or called him and he, he responded by text. And I was going to see him that Monday because I was in Newport News with my brother at a doctor's appointment, actually, when I got the call that he didn't show up. So it wasn't unusual that he didn't answer his phone for me on Sunday because I was going to see him on Monday. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Um, our friend Clarissa says she is so proud of you for sharing your story. Good morning, Clarissa. Thank you good for morning, tuning in. Good morning, Clarissa. Um, good morning, Aramanta Berry. We have a question from Dr. V. Do you celebrate his life in a certain way as a tribute? Not a specifically certain way, but we do celebrate his life. Me being on on the show this morning is one way of me celebrating his life because I believe that part of his legacy is that I will help somebody else, that I will share his story to if it's if it's too late to stop somebody from doing that, then perhaps maybe like myself, it will help another mother, another sister, another parent 
to move with this burden that we have. Um, we celebrate his birthday in different ways. The first year that he left, we delivered cookies to some of the fire stations here because he would, he would bake cookies for his station. This year, we um, asked family and friends to, if they would like, to make donations to um, Full Circle Grief Center. That's the grief center that we uh, participate with for our counseling. Um, so just different little ways that we support and celebrate him. Thank you. And I know we have you on the show and you're talking, but how is your husband doing? Like, how did he handle it? Because you said when the police came, he was the one that went to the door, right? So how did he handle um, this? That night, he did not handle it well. And so though I was wounded, I was the one that went into the mode of, okay, got to make these phone calls to my sister and my brothers. And um, so he, he was not doing well that night. But over time, we both of us are handling it. I, I think we're handling it well. Like I said, we both have been to group counseling, uh, a part of group uh, support groups, and we both have had um, individual counselors we talk about it. We support each other. We check in with each other. We have such a great family support, um, extended family, our siblings, as well as our church family that just check in. They check in. They check on us. And so we're doing okay. Okay. I didn't, okay. didn't want to leave without asking how your husband's doing. Oh, um, no, not at all. Also, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going back to the board again. Dorothy Wise, such a courageous woman. Much respect for you, Lynn. You. Um, Mr. Harvey says, a mother's voice, I hear you, if not to define you and may motherhood and my motherhood. True love is living in the present. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in, Kenya. Um, Beverly Holmes, thank you for showing your human side. Um um, Mr. Harvey, Dr. Harvey, do you believe God answered the question you had about your son's death? When you were saying about no, mm -hmm. not not yet, and mm -hmm. I say not yet because it's possible that I will get an answer, uh, but I'm okay if I don't, mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, my baby's not coming back. Yeah. Whether I know whether I have an answer to that question or not, he's gone. Yeah. And I would think whatever pain that he was dealing with, you know, it must have been just too much for him to bear. Um, and I'm going to give you a minute. Right? Thank you. Okay, because I condolences again. And um, someone said that life is a firefighter and it's very stressful. Um, so we don't know, you know, what factors that came into play. But again, our condolences to you. Um, Dr. V, in therapy, did you find that survivor's remorse ran a cycle at some point in your grieving process? I'm not sure what that's speaking to, a cycle. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure you said survivor's remorse ran a cycle at some point in your grieving. So I'm not sure what that means either. So, Dr. V, if you want to um, put Elaborate. your question a different way. Um, Sunday Brooks, my sister is so strong. I love you. Your sister is tuning in. Okay. That's my girl. What, so you said the grieving circle. Like, what? Um, mm. what is that? Like, mm. so, um, Excuse me. Okay. <clears throat> 
the grief. Oh, full circle, full circle. grief I'm center. Mm -hmm. That is a nonprofit organization that offers services, paid and non-paid services for all types of grief, from um, stillborn birth, overdose, suicide, um, grief as a result of illness. It's a it's truly a full circle um, grief organization. Okay, okay. I have. Uh, what was your son's best talent? You might put it on a lighter note. <laughs> <laughs> what was One of his best talents, I think, was aside from he did he did play music um, mm -hmm. in his earlier days. Oh, well, early he was still early, but he played. He taught himself how to play the electric bass. Mm -hmm. He knew how to play the upright bass, and so that was. I loved when he played his music. Um, but telling stories, he was good at telling stories, especially um, as a firefighter and EMT. Mm -hmm. He was a storyteller, and we would just laugh when he would tell tell the stories about their um, their patients. And, um, yeah, so he was a good storyteller. And he was loving. He loved family. He mm -hmm. He always wanted to know where the festivity, where, 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 what time are the festivities getting started. So, yeah. I have an, um, another response here from Aramatha. Thank you for sharing your story. I'm glad that you had your husband. Um, you and your husband have a great support um, system. Um, Oscar Glover, um, love you, Lynn, and Miss Daniel so much. Um, and Oscar Glover says eating. Was that, did he like to <laughs> oh, eat? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oscar is one of his play big brothers okay. and yeah they would they would meet up to eat at, have breakfast or lunch or whatever so yeah eating was definitely one of his pastimes and that was another fun thing that uh, about Daniel he liked finding the the um small business organiz uh, eateries and you know he didn't like so much the you know, the, the ones that everybody goes to, so to speak. But he loved finding those little off-the-wall, off-the-beaten-path types of eateries. And, um, yeah. Okay. Um, we've gone back. Okay, okay. So, V says, uh, survivor's remorse is when you feel some type of way for still being around when someone else is not. Some feel such as a great sense of loss. They wish they could switch places oh. with their loved one. Oh, thank you, Vic, because actually when I was speaking to my family member yesterday, this is, that's exactly how she feels. Okay. I was thinking that was what it meant, but I wasn't sure, so I didn't want to make any assumptions. Yeah. Um, no, I have I have not felt that. Um, if, if I could take, if there was pain, if there was something that I could have taken, I would have taken it, but no, I don't have, I don't have survivor's remorse. Um, I, I don't have any, I've met some people who say, just, just take me. I just want to die because my child is gone. No, no, I'm going to uh, strive to live, carry his legacy on. And he did leave a legacy because one of the things that Daniel did was Wherever he was, whatever city he was living in, because he moved a couple of times with the fire department, he always made friends and he always made a family. And even today, his first job was in Roanoke City. We still are in contact with 
the friends that he made in Roanoke City. He made friends in Hampton, Virginia when he worked there. We are still in contact. So one of his legacies, a part of his legacy is connecting people and staying connected. He was a loyal friend. And so he has, because he left, it has given me the opportunity to connect with people that I probably would never have connected with. So. How can someone get in contact with you? Someone um, is experiencing this same loss, and even if it's not a loss for suicide, if someone experiences a loss of a child, how can they reach out to you? Sure. One of my favorite things to do is to connect with other people who are have this burden of grief. Um, can reach me by my phone number, 804-651-7404. That's 804-651-7404. Or email um, lynn.bsandbrooks.lewis at live, L-I-V-E dot com. And then I am just in the very beginning, actually next Sunday is my first um, meetup by Zoom, I am doing what's called Tea Time Chats about suicide grief. Okay. And so you can find me um, on Meetup or Facebook, uh, but I will be glad to have you join me. And that's Tea Time Chats about grief, about suicide grief um, on Meetup. Um, is there a time? Oh, said? yes, uh, 2 p.m., <laughs> 2, <laughs> 2 to 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah, and and that's a group setting. And then I, I'll gladly meet with people one-on-one um, because this is, this is how I am handling my grief. And everybody, that's not the thing for everybody, but that's my story. Thank you so much for being here, Lynn. Again, once again, my condolences to you. You have been very strong, so thank you. Again, September Suicide Awareness Month. If you or someone you know who is in an emergency, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. You're listening to Beyond Survivor with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. Tune in every Sunday right here on Rejoice 101.3 FM. Remember, your imperfection don't stop your greatness. See you next Sunday. Thank you for tuning in to Beyond Surviving with Tammy, where we recognize, support, and empower survivors. If you'd like to be a guest or sponsor on the show, email us at beyondsurvivingtammy at gmail.com. See you next time right here on Rejoice 101.3 FM, 990 AM at 10 AM every Sunday. And remember, your imperfections don't stop your greatness. If anyone asks, you're listening to Rejoice, WREJ, Richmond, 101.3 FM, 990 AM. Are you managing your chronic disease like hypertension and diabetes on your own?